0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Mike Vanelli about learning from people management mistakes and making sure employees are heard. Mike Finnelli, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have a chance to chat with you. We're going to be talking about people management and learning from the types of mistakes that we've encountered in the past, learning and growing from those mistakes so we, th- so we can improve moving into the future. And part of that is making sure that our employees feel heard and that we, we, get, we can hear their good ideas and, and capture them and act on them. Uh, that That is really important for a variety of reasons. So those are the types of things we're going to be discussing today. As we get started, I just wanted to share Mike's uh, bio for everyone. Mike Vanelli is the head video producer with Envy Creative. In this role, Mike leads a production team to fill commercials for online and TV ads. Mike has produced over 2,000 video ads to date. He, makes, he is no stranger to the film and TV industry having spent 10 years in the business where he has produced TV shows and music videos for big name artists. Mike specializes in making sure each commercial NB Creative produces is unique and delivers the message the brand uh, product or business is looking to convey to their target audience. Mike helps clients to get more sales by getting more people to watch their videos. NB Creative offers all kinds of services from explainer videos that focus on the product, brand, or company uh, to national TV campaigns that get a brand more known. Envy also offers an ad campaign service to get your brand, product, or business seen. Um, So again, thank you, Mike, for joining me today. I've interviewed lots of people from lots of different industries uh, across the world, and I believe you're the first Um, One in video production and ad production that I've interviewed, Um, and I really look forward to getting your perspective on people management issues within that industry. Um, As we get started, anything you would like to share by way of personal background, context, anything like that?
1: Uh, I mean, you pretty much hit it all on the head. Uh, I've been doing video production for a long, long time. And really, once I started doing commercials, that's kind of when I found my footing And the reason why I like doing commercials so much is basically it keeps you really busy. Uh, We normally have between 50 and 100 projects going on at once. Uh, Thankfully, we have um, in-house creatives in pre-production, post-production and production. So we really don't have to outsource a lot. And that gives us the bandwidth to take on so many projects at once. And also, you know, the variety of commercials. Uh, we, we've done everything from, from bidets to, you know, uh, hair-growing pills to <laughs> really, you name it, uh, we've, we've probably done it.
0: Well, that's, that's fun. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's an area, uh, skill set and expertise that I simply don't have. So <laughs> it's 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 fun to to uh, touch base with you just in that regard. Uh but again, a unique uh industry uh one that I haven't really explored much on this podcast in the past um you know both in terms of um the TV and movie industry but also the ad uh industry and and uh PR and marketing and those sorts of things. So so I really look forward to this. Um as we launch into the discussion, you know, I thought maybe the first thing we can talk about is some of the types of things you've implemented as a leader, uh, in your company so that employees can feel heard so that employees can, um, share their ideas in a constructive way where it can actually add to the broader dialogue and help move the help move your organization forward in a positive direction.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, a while ago, so before we kind of implemented what we, what we use now, um, it was mainly myself and the head of post-production that would kind of spearhead ideas that we thought were correct or that we thought that would be a good idea to implement at the company. So it was pretty much just him and myself that would discuss uh, ideas to, to implement. And it was, it was uh, kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, we're the bosses and here's what we're going to do regardless of your opinion, and we'll, we'll see if it works or not. And that could have been uh, ideas that we had for the pre-production team that him and I don't work a lot in the pre-production team. But again, it's us, you know, being the bosses saying, hey, this is what we think is best. And they, they might, might have thought, uh, you know, that's not really what we do here or whatever. Uh, and same thing for, for the other areas of the business as well. Um, so I was talking with a colleague of mine that works at a, a, a different industry, different company, and he was, uh, they were saying how they do, they do kind of a open forum at their, uh, weekly meetings. And I forget what they call it. Um, uh, they call it something else, but basically every, well, uh, before the, before the lockdowns we used to have, um. Uh, weekly what we call cereal meetings so basically everybody would kind of put down on a list uh, what their favorite cereal would be and our production assistant would go to the store and buy all the cereals and so uh, that was, was kind of a, a kind of a um, breakfast meeting that we didn't want to be uh, too formal so that's why we did cereal rather than like catering and you know all this other stuff uh, but anyway, so, you know, we would do the normal meeting thing where we'd go over uh, the past week and the week before and and uh, the current week. But then we did, uh, we started implementing a, a thing that we called a hypo session and hypo short for hypothesis. And uh, with that, basically, uh, Everybody would would bring one idea, regardless of what department they were in, and regardless what idea the department was for. So, for instance, a uh, someone in the pre production department might have an idea for the post production department, or you know, or whatever. Um, or it just could be you know a general idea, or it could just be a, a little idea that okay that um, that. You know, it could be for anything. And so so what happened is uh, we really started getting good ideas for the company itself and even little things that we didn't even realize needed fixing. They would submit things that we didn't even know needed fixing or just little things that we would have never thought of. So for instance, uh, let's see. So for instance, we have a lot of... um, we have a lot of products that we get for commercials every day, and uh, we keep them in kind of a donation bin in the back that uh, once we're done with the products, they clear. A lot of the products we get, they don't need returned. So we keep them in a donation bin that we allow people from our company to, to just take home if they need, But um, and then if they, if they just sit there for too long, we just donate them. But there, uh, um, a lot of our actors and a lot of uh, our other staff, there are certain items that are kind of bigger ticket items that, you know, people want to call dibs on and, you know, claim, uh, you know, prior to even filming. And so a lot of people were kind of saying, oh, well, you know, if I'm not in the office, then that's not really fair because I would really want it and, and uh so, so there's something that we have to do about that. And so somebody said, well, you know, can we create like an online reservation form or something that when we get a product in, we can just go on the form and just reserve it, and it's kind of first come first serve rather than whoever's there at the time. And we were like, oh yeah, that's that's a good idea. So we we did that, and it's been working out really well. But it was just it was mainly just a way to, like I said, allow any person from any department to uh, give. An idea for any other department and the reason we called it a hypothesis session rather than Brainstorming or whatever is everybody's ideas get heard and everybody's ideas get put on a, like a master list. And then uh, from there, you know, it is up to myself and my head of post who's the other boss is it is up to us to kind of go through there and see if it's feasible and we even actually try out uh, some of them and some of them don't work, but we still try them out. And I think that, I think that the rest of our staff really likes that they can see that we're actually trying it out, even if it doesn't work, because then, then again, they feel heard. It's not like we, we heard them and then we just kind of brushed it off to the side and it's kind of like whatever we say goes, you know, they see, oh, well, you know, they tried it out, it didn't work, but hey, you know, at least, at least we know that they're listening.
0: Yeah, I really love that. And it it doesn't need to be anything complex. It's just a simple meeting that you have on a regular basis. You have a mechanism in place for it to be evaluated, to test things out. I I love that framing. You know, I I contrast that with an experience that I had at an organization. This was, wow, a long time ago, 15 plus years ago. And they basically, they had like a innovation bonus, and so if if someone came up with a really good idea that they decided to implement, then they would, like, give you, I don't know, $1,000 or something. Um, and they had this online submission form, and you just go in and you'd submit it. And then it was like a black hole. You never heard anything, um, right? And they never acknowledged you for submitting. I remember, especially when I was early at that organization, I, you know, I was, I'm just an observant guy. So I'm just wandering around. I'm just observing things. Uh, And so I would submit ideas and I never heard anything back like nobody acknowledged anything that I submitted and I never got a bonus. Um, But then over time, what I started to see is that some of the things I had suggested started to pop up and that they started to do. And so they just took the idea. I I mean, maybe other people had the idea, too. I don't know. But I mean, it, it felt like they took the idea. They didn't give me credit that they didn't give me the bonus and they just absorb it. And, and I felt anything but hurt. I felt exploited. Right. And I felt cheated. And so, and, and you know what, I didn't even, I wouldn't have needed the, the carrot of a bonus, you know, dangled in front of me, just like someone listening. And like I have the opportunity to share this idea and I know someone's going to listen, they're going to try it um, or at least consider it that would have been meaningful. Um, and so that sounds like what you're doing, it doesn't need to be complicated. But that can go a long way in helping uh, employees feel part of a bigger team and feeling more meaning and purpose in what they're doing.
1: Yeah, because, you know, it, you know, we, we don't really need to, like you said, dangle the carrot of a bonus in front of them, because a lot of the, the ideas that they're coming up with, it's either to uh, help with the workflow or help with something in their department directly, or the company as a whole, or it, it's even sometimes a pain point that they kind of, you know, because with pre-production, production, post-production, even though they're separate departments, they all work together. And, you know, for instance, if the, um, the post-production is, is uh, editing a project and doing some visual effects, then they might contact pre-production and say like hey when you were working with the client like what did they say about this effect what did the script say what did you know what was your conversation so they are you know communicating and so uh so yeah so when they're submitting uh hypothesis ideas then it's it's kind of um you know again they don't really need the the carrot they they just want to see something implemented that would help them or would help another department and kind of the reward is the chance that that gets implemented and that they you know their work is easier or their colleagues work is easier
0: which is in innately rewarding, right? <laughs> it has a, an intrinsic motivation factor to it. So, so that's really great. Um, so I'm curious, to the extent you feel comfortable sharing, like what are some of the types of uh, missteps that might've happened over the years? Um, what, did, what did you learn from them and how, how have you been able to improve on the people management processes within your organization?
1: Sure, so um, I, can, I can think of two instances pretty uh, pretty exactly uh, one instance was kind of um, it kind of has to do with uh, not hiring internally but but uh, promoting internally and what I mean by that is uh, we had one employee that was doing one job and he was really great at his job um, he I I didn't hear it directly from him I kind of heard through the grapevine that he was kind of wanting to move up uh, you know, to, a, to a higher position. And at the time we, we didn't really have anything except for kind of another position open that he wasn't, um, he wasn't like, really trained for and he didn't have a lot of experience in, but I thought that he might be able to do a good job. And so you know, I confronted him and I asked him if he'd be interested in the position. And I think because you know, he, he might've wanted to uh, move up that he you know, jumped at the position. And you know, I kind of told him like, hey, I, uh, I know that you probably don't have a lot of experience in this, but you know, we are gonna give you some training, um, you know, just some like online courses and, and uh, you can ask other people uh, around the company how to do it and, and whatnot. So he, he ended up jumping into the position he, 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 he did a good job for, for what uh, his skill level was at the position, but, um, basically he, uh, he ended up quitting after about maybe a year, year and a half at the position. And, uh, and we left on really good terms, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a firing. He just said that it, it really wasn't for him that, um, you know, the, it wasn't what he thought he, you know, wanted to do. And he kind of, uh, Jumped to the position rather than, um, you know, waiting for a position that he really wanted to come along and which, which I thought was fine. But then on my end, I kind of just realized like, hey, you know, first of all, I shouldn't, I shouldn't listen to the grapevine of, you know, <laughs> of, uh, you know, just uh, gossip around, around the office or studio about, you know, who wants to move up and, and whatnot. You know, I should wait for somebody to approach me or uh, wait for a position that I know that, you know, they would be really good at and that wouldn't involve a lot of like new training. And then, uh, yeah, at the same time, you know, it, it was just a, it was just a learning experience, uh, again, kind of, they, they didn't really know the, the details of the position. Like they weren't trained for it and kind of having to train them for the position. Uh, in hindsight, if, if I needed somebody for that position, I would have, uh, probably would have looked outside the company um, for somebody that was trained in that position, because I did spend a lot of time and and money training them, uh, you know, for them to just work at the position for a year and then say bye. So, um, and, you know, I could have saved a lot of time and money just hiring somebody that knew what they were doing from the get-go rather than just, uh, you know, trying to hire internally at that point
0: um yeah yeah you know i think it's good that you were trying to keep your ear to the ground um trying to be aware you know that that's something that your your people might want opportunities right and so so thinking about succession planning thinking about career development planning and opportunities for people is is a really good thing to do Uh, but it is tricky and i've seen this kind of problem happen in many organizations where they know they have someone who is interested in moving up, the fit of like whatever's available for them to move up isn't really there, but they try to do it anyways, and they try to fit them in, it just doesn't work out. And then like you said, it's it's a cost and expense to you, the leader in the organization, but you're also setting the person up for failure. Um, so So your motive is a good one. Your motive is you wanna give this person an opportunity to develop, to grow, Um, To move move up in their career but unfortunately the effect is it hurts the organization and it usually hurts them because they're not as successful as they could have been they're not as happy because the fit isn't as good as it should have been Um, and ultimately it's just you know it's not going to work out so it's important for us to definitely keep you know be attentive to and keep in mind those types of issues Uh, but only when it is a good fit um And ultimately we can, we can help our people and, you know, be proactive and have conversations with our people and help them understand, like, this is what this would entail. This is what you need to do. Maybe now is not the right time. Maybe you can go back to school. Maybe you can do your own training uh, and you'll be ready the next time the the position comes available. Um, Just having those types of dialogues can be, be really effective.
1: Right. And then uh, on the, on the flip side, the other, the other one was kind of uh, the opposite of that one. Uh, which was we we needed a um, we decided we want we needed a um, uh, an in-house writer because we were uh, we were having a, just a subcontractor come in like once or twice a week to to work on scripts and and um, so we need so I decided I wanted to hire an in-house writer and because of what I learned with uh, <laughs> with um, the other the other employee from from the previous story. I I didn't even look internally because uh from my knowledge you know nobody nobody fit the the description for the for the job role and so I hired I hired outside um hired a writer she was really great uh she did a really great job but um but it, it was it was getting it, it just wasn't cost effective to have an in-house writer uh after all. um, But she still, she still worked here again for about a year. And uh, that was a, that was a um, a layoff. So, you know, we let her go. Uh, And again, it was just a financial decision. She just, she did a really great job. But we said, you know, because you're only a writer, there are times when, uh, you know, the, the script writing is kind of down. So, you know, there might be weeks where she writes Fifteen scripts, there might be weeks where she writes two scripts, and then she's just kind of like sitting there waiting. Um, and so we did. So after letting her go, we did try to outsource it for a little while. And, and it, again, it came back to like, oh, well, I'm not really, uh not really enjoying it. And uh, it actually came up in a, um, in a hypo session, where somebody mentioned that one of our staff members from another department from, uh, um, from pre production, was uh, and 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 he was an admin he wasn't creative so he was just uh communicating with with clients um that he was a uh writing major and that you know i did notice that that if he you know kind of got through everything he needed to do he did have some downtime maybe like once a day once every other day and so You know, so I didn't know that and I approached him and I, you know, I said like, hey, you know, I noticed that, um, I noticed that, you know, if you get through like all your contacts that you need to and you, you know, get done what you need to do, you have like a little bit of downtime every day. So I was wondering if, uh, you know, if you'd be interested in trying out writing a a couple scripts since you already know kind of the workflow, uh, you've been, you know, you communicate with the clients and uh, so, you know, you know what they want anyway, uh, would you be open to that? And he you know, said, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, so we tried him out for a little while and he's been uh, one of our head writers ever since. And it's, it's worked out really well. But again, it was like kind of the opposite where I didn't wanna hire internally because I didn't know anybody had the skills. And so I hired somebody else and then it didn't work out because sometimes they didn't have enough to work on. And then when I realized uh, you know, that I could hire internally, you know, he not only, because I knew he was busy with like his administration stuff, but then once he gets done with that, then he works on scripts. And so, so it's never like downtime, like it was with the dedicated writer. And, uh and yeah, he's, he's still, he's still writing today.
0: Yeah. That, what, what good examples, you know, contrasting examples of the same phenomenon. Um And I guess really what that illustrates is, is there's no like, one-size-fits-all approach mm-hmm. um, that you have to take each of those situations uh, one by one and assess You know what the needs are, what the, the business case for the position is, what the talents of your team are. And as long as we're observant and we're aware of our people, we know our people, then we can start to find those fits or avoid the misfits that might not occur uh, as we're trying to move forward in a positive direction. Um, well, Mike, that, that's been some really good insight into your industry. I also appreciate you sharing uh, with everyone you know, those examples and the really important message about uh, making sure that we listen and we give people a chance to be heard uh, as, as they're part of our team so, so they don't feel so isolated. They don't feel like they're doing their one little thing, but they can. they're really part of a team and they have the opportunity to contribute and to make things better for everyone. Um, we're drawing short on time, so I want to respect your time. Uh, before we part though, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your business and what you can do for them.
1: Sure. So, uh, like you said before, the company is NV Creative and pretty much the tagline is we make, uh, videos and ads for business products and brands. And we can be found on our website at thinkenvy.com. that's thinkenv dot com and we're also all all on the social medias uh instagram uh facebook youtube it's all think envy so you can find us anywhere and um and uh the one good thing about us is that like i said before uh we have most mostly everything in house including we have our own studio we have our own equipment we have our own um uh, standing, standing sets. So, pretty much we can we can almost uh, do a video for really any any tier. You know, we've done like uh, videos for single people and startups, all the way up to you know uh, the Fortune 500 companies. So, um, so anywhere in the middle, we we can we can handle uh, content for.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you, Mike. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. I appreciate you sharing your insights. Uh, and I hope listeners will, will check you out, uh, go look, look on your LinkedIn, get connected, see if there's anything you can do for them. I hope everyone stays healthy and safe, that everyone can continue to find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope everyone has a great week. Thank you. Thanks so much.